Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We can react all we want to what happened yesterday in the NFL. What matters most is how we feel about it four years from now. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, wasn't that just the best NFL offseason day we've ever had? You like drama? You like substance? You like soap operas? Whew, yesterday had it all. But I want everybody to remember, we can react all we want to it right now. The, the, main, the main idea is that four years from now, it's going to take to review what actually happened yesterday. You've got to be patient, kiddos. Ken Levicka live here on a Wednesday on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. I am on the move presented by Brightline. I am not in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the, I'm assuming warm and hot. Those are both sort of the same thing. Intracoastal. Uh, I am in Frisco, Texas at the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. The Conference USA Tournament starts tonight for FAU. The Owls have Southern Miss, and they turn the Cowboys practice facility, otherwise known as the Ford Center at the Star, uh, into a two-basketball court uh, college tournament facility. So that means in downtown West Palm is our Dominican queen. She took last week off. She has graced us with her presence once again. It is Jeanette Javier. Welcome back from San Diego. Hola. It's nice to be back. I made it. I made it back. Not 100% yet, but I'm here. I'm like 80. <laughs> you're you're still recovering from your trip to San Diego, and it had nothing to do with hiking or anything to do with any sort of ocean sports. This is simply self-inflicted drinking wounds. Yes. Absolutely. It's all me. Uh, I have full accountability and ownership of my of the results of my actions. As you always do, and I appreciate that. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, he runs this disaster until 2 o'clock from the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios. Uh, yesterday was crazy, Jeanette. Like, that was, it would have been crazy enough if it was just Aaron Rodgers who... Uh, uh, in principle, I suppose, he says he hasn't signed anything yet, but in principle has agreed to a four-year contract. The terms are still up in the air, but listen to this number, Jeanette. Four years, $200 million is the initial report from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Four years, $200 million with $158 million guaranteed. That is crazy. And he's 39 years old. He's going to be 39 years old, Jeanette. So all of this discussion, we had about Tom Brady being in his 40s, and is he going to come back? What does he have left in the tank? Uh, you're going to have a 39, 40, 41, 42-year-old quarterback making $50 million a year. Honestly, I would sign whichever paper with whichever organization for that amount of money. <laughs> I forget the drama that I created during the offseason. Forget all the petty things that I've said. But I will take, I will sign those papers. Hand them over. Hand them over. I don't blame and, them. And then, even without a lawyer, you'll just do it. <laughs> I mean, you might be selling your firstborn child away, but who cares? That's a lot of money. Exactly. Uh, and then there is the fact that that wasn't it. Then, all of a sudden... Russell Wilson 
gets traded. He's only known one franchise in his career. Gull Hawks, and that's Seattle. Him and Pete Carroll, a package deal. Pete Carroll took a chance on him, brought him in, and he ended up taking the starting job, revolutionizing football, won a Super Bowl, should have won a second if they would have given Marshawn Lynch the damn ball, and he is traded to Denver. There was a lot of rumor. We've been talking about it for, what, Stone? Probably a year and a half at this point, whether or not Russell Wilson's time in Seattle was done. But he goes to Denver, and that is, I mean, when's the, when's the last trade that was at that magnitude, Stone? When do you think that was? Can you remember off the top of your head? Because I was having trouble with it. Yeah, I can't either, to be completely honest with you. I, I almost wonder if... Denver trading Jay Cutler to the Bears was the last time that we had this type of blockbuster trade involving a quarterback. Yeah, We've seen quarterback free agency, but quarterback trades, especially guys who are still, quote-unquote, in their prime, that's rare. It is rare, and the terms of this deal is kind of crazy, too. When you you look at the Broncos and just getting Russ and a fourth-round pick and everything that Seattle gets, two first-round picks, Two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, uh, Noah Fant. I, I mean, it, it all makes sense, but it is blockbuster stuff. Drew Locke, uh, I mean, you can you can take it or leave it, but at least he knows hip-hop lyrics, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's of course that's what's floating around on social media today. That's all they got. Uh, so <laughs> I, I suppose we need to look at this, though, long-term, because that's the point, right, Jeanette? Like, it's great that this happened, mm-hmm. and for sports talk radio dopes like us, it's easy to hyperventilate and say, oh, the trades, oh, the contracts, this is amazing, who won the deal? Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, is he going to win the Super Bowl? We can do all of that stuff, but I think the bigger question is, four years from now, and we'll use four years because that is the length of the contract extension for Aaron Rodgers, four years from now, looking back, Who's going to be happiest about what happened yesterday in the NFL? Four years from now, who's going to look back at the day that will always be remembered with Aaron Rodgers signing a four-year extension, spurning retirement, Russell Wilson getting traded from Seattle to Denver? Four years from now, who's going to look back at yesterday with the fondest memories? 888-760-3776. 3776 and you can tweet at us at klv1063 it, it, four years from now i think we will look back and denver broncos fans the broncos organization will say you know what we did the right thing they'll feel better about it than the packers did they'll feel better about it than packers fans did they'll feel as good as russell wilson did because honestly in the afc And, Jeanette, we talk about the Joe Burrows of the world and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and the long line of awesome AFC quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, he makes the Broncos a contender in a conference and in a division that's increasingly impossible to compete in because of the quarterback talent. The Broncos went for it. I will even go as far to say, even if the Broncos don't win a championship, the fact that they went for it, the fact that they put themselves on even footing with the rest of their division and the rest of the conference, they showed guts. They showed courage. And I think no matter what, 
they should be proud of themselves for doing what they had to do because they had the fortitude that a lot of other NFL teams would not have. I think that ultimately four years from now, we look back and we say, man, the Broncos, they're happiest with what took place yesterday. You stole my thunder because I was going to say the Broncos for sure, they went all in. They're like, you know what? We're going to trust we're going to trust this new quarterback. We're going to trust that we're going to be contenders in the division. And we're going to put our pieces around him so we can be huge contenders within the next four years. Yeah, the defense is already there. Exactly. Yes, exactly. The defense is already there. You've already got the receiving weapons there. You needed the quarterback. You sure as hell didn't have the quarterback the last several years. And now you do have the quarterback. You have the Super Bowl champion. You have a guy who his last four years has been up over 103 with a season-long quarterback rating. A guy who threw 40 touchdowns two years ago. He's the real deal. Russ is the real deal. He unequivocally is. And so when when's the last team? And Jeanette, you'll appreciate this. The last team that went for it was whom? The tip. Like just, yeah. Can I, can I just interrupt you right there? Sorry. The Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers when they went all in for Tom Brady. Or exactly. It, or was it the Rams? No, well, I think that Tampa Bay, though, Tampa Bay went. <laughs> Get and out of it, here. No, yeah. they got Tom Brady and they got all his friends and all his buddies because they only right. had one vision, and it was for that Super Bowl ring. And they got it. But and you know what? That's a but. But you bring up a good point too, Stone. And I suppose too the blockbuster trade we talked about. I mean Stafford last year, right? Now another quarterback was involved, a guy who had played in the Super Bowl. But you've got it Cutler to the Bears, you've got uh, Stafford to the Rams, and now you've got Russell Wilson to the Broncos. But to expand on that, it's become increasingly clear that NFL teams they're they're able to sacrifice their long long term window for short-term success. And that's what the Broncos did yesterday. And I think that they're going to look back at yesterday, four years from now, and say, you know what? We did the right thing. Now, there's the Packers in this dichotomy, right? Because they kept their guy. But Aaron Rodgers is going to turn 39 years old this coming season. Four years. He went from Jeanette talking about retiring. Not just this offseason, but last offseason, this is two straight offseasons of, oh, do I walk away? Do I want to do this anymore? To all of a sudden, up oh, four years, let's go. Wouldn't that make you feel a little bit uneasy that that's not as authentic, that is not as sincere as maybe you'd like it to be? Yes, and you consider everything that he did and said in the offseason, the little petty, even to the small petty shirts that he would wear in his interviews. All of a sudden, yeah, now I'm back in. Now I'm four years. Now I'm, I'm so proud to be a Packer. Yeah, it's because they fronted a bunch of money. That's what I like to think about it. But I'm, uh, I would be a little weary about Aaron Rodgers and what he thinks, what his future is with the Packers, and if he is indeed all in. I'm not convinced. No, me neither. And he, but he got his money, which is great. I'm all for athletes getting theirs. Aaron Rodgers got his money, as he should. He, he deserves that money, but I sort of feel a little bit, and this was my initial reaction, and it's a little bit meatball-y, but my reaction was a little bit like Stephen A. Smith's yesterday on first take. Here's Stephen A. Smith hearing for the first time that Aaron Rodgers had signed a four-year deal that we believe is worth around $200 million. So he's definitely accepted the offer. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want my response? Yeah. So what? <laughs> Congratulations. So, Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. He deserves every penny that he's getting. Congratulations. I knew that. 
he's going to be great next season. I knew that. I know that. I knew he's going to be great this past season. I knew that. Season before that, I knew that. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Super Bowl. Okay. You got 50 million a year. Can I get a, can I get a chip? Can, can, can I get a chip? Can we see Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I've been, I'm on, everybody know me, Tim Legler, Damian Woody. I coined the phrase, he's a bad man. I love this brother. Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. You gonna win the chip? That is the question with Aaron Rodgers. Super Bowl or bust as far as his legacy over the next three, four years. You gotta win the chip. No matter how you feel about Stephen A., isn't that spot on? It was so spot on. Because four years, he's 39. This is, in all likelihood, his last contract and certainly his last multi-year contract. The Packers NFC Championship came two years ago. Upset at home this past season. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a championship in the next four years, and nothing's guaranteed, certainly with his track record, with that organization's track record, that ends up feeling like a failure. Whereas the Broncos... You win that division. You get yourself to an AFC championship game. You outduel Mahomes. You feel good about yourself. It's not Super Bowl or bust for the Broncos, but at least they're competitive now. They have their quarterback. For the Packers, anything short of winning the Super Bowl is a failure, which is why I think that because of where the bar is, it is much easier for the Broncos four years from now to look back and say, man, That was a great deal that we made. I'm glad we got Russell Wilson. We brought ourselves back to some prominence, some relevance. Then Packers fans who, nothing's guaranteed other than Aaron Rodgers' money. That's the only guarantee because the Super Bowl's not guaranteed. Him being able to uh, keep from getting upset at home, that's not guaranteed. Him winning big playoff games, that's not guaranteed. I think the Broncos are going to end up being happier with this whole thing. I I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. But let me ask you, what happens when Aaron Rodgers... I'm just throwing it out there for you to answer, or at this time oh, next year. Oh, please do, Stone. Uh, yeah, of course I'm going to jump on this this train here, but this time next year, if Aaron Rodgers goes back to back to back, only quarterback other to do it is Brett Favre, and they another 13 You're wins. talking MVP. Yeah, I'm talking MVP, and another 13-win season gets shoved in our face in an MVP season, mm-hmm. and they don't get over the hump, but let's say it wasn't his fault. Let's say defensively they fell apart. Let's say if there's more coaching woes. What do, what do we talk about at that point? If this dude, with all these expectations, comes and, and, and follows through and it doesn't get over the hump, but it wasn't his fault, then what do we talk about? Jeanette, how old, how old did we say Aaron Rodgers is going to be during the course of this season? 39. 39 years old, right. Um, he has been in the NFL uh, for... 17 years? 17 years, Yeah, that's correct. Um, so generally, any time a football team comes up short, who gets the blame? The quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that we have the brain capacity to sit there for a guy who's been in the league 17 years, who's won only one championship, who has a track record of uh, playoff failures, including this past year where he just disappeared in the second half, and uh, you saw what people tried to do, blame the special teams, mm-hmm. but ultimately, shouldn't he have been able to overcome that? And if there is a defensive meltdown next year after a third MVP, but they don't make it into the Super Bowl, isn't it easy for us to trace that back to Aaron Rodgers because that's sort of a lifetime achievement award? I was going to say, I don't care if he wins the MVP at this point. That, see, and I was, that's what I, I was going to ask you too, Jeanette. Does it even matter no. if he wins the MVP of again? Of course, no, if it doesn't. 
You have the money. The excuses are run out at this point. Oh, the defense, the special teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have one Super Bowl out of everything. You can't even go that far into the playoffs. Okay, MVP, congratulations, but what did you do with it? Yeah. Nothing. The MVPs are great, except for when they start meaning nothing. And a third straight MVP would be a remarkable accomplishment that in the grand scheme of things nobody would remember because they will remember the loss to, I don't know, let's just play the hypothetical, the Rams, okay, in the divisional round, once again, at Lambeau. So that's why I think that this is all setting up for revisionist four years from now, all of us to look back and say, man, the Broncos, they sure were the group that came out happiest in the day that saw Russell Wilson get traded and Aaron Rodgers sign a four-year contract extension with the Packers. Four years from now, who's going to be happiest about what transpired yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's the personal Twitter, so don't mess around with it because I'll get on that block parade, okay? Oh, Four please. years from now, who will be happiest about what transpired yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let me throw out a wild card to you guys with this because it doesn't necessarily have to be the Broncos or the Packers or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. You know who was just able to go to their quarterback and say, hey, the path is easier. Show us this year. Let's get to the playoffs, and then we'll talk long-term contract. That's Arizona. That's Kyler Murray. That NFC West, I mean, right now, you still have Jimmy Garoppolo as a starter in that division. You have a Rams team that barely crossed the finish line winning a championship with Matt Stafford. And now you've got Kyler Murray, who has every pathway available to him now to be able to win that division and get into the playoffs and atone for the disaster that he had in L.A. in the wild card round. Yeah, Arizona. Doesn't that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world. Arizona's already got the confidence. I don't know if you saw them tweet at Mina Kimes, who's a big Russell Wilson mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. They tweeted, they asked her, they say, you good? And, and, and she replied, pain. But I mean, it, it's well, funny. she replied back with a photo of Kyler Murray in an A's uniform. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, what a that way is. To I just, I just want to be sure that we are fully, fully appreciating. Maybe right now, the most popular NFL analyst on television, on the medium, insinuating to an entire franchise, an entire who franchise. is trying to good-natured poke fun at her. Her eviscerating them on social media and insinuating that their quarterback's going to leave to go play baseball. Love it. I mean, Love and it. to add insult to injury, Kyler Murray tweeted Mina Kimes with, oh, no, Mina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he tweeted, stop it, with a bunch of laughing faces. Stop it, Mina. Uh, do not come at Mina wins. Kimes. Patty I mean, always wins. I, honestly, like, Jeanette, I appreciate you, and I appreciated International Women's Day yesterday, but I think Mina Kimes, uh, she she was the best part of International Women's Day yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, for being petty and awesome. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Four years from now, who or what is going to be happiest about what happened yesterday? Is it the Broncos? Is it the Packers? Is it another team in the NFC West that doesn't have to deal with Russell Wilson 
any longer. Who ends up looking back four years from now and saying, you know what, I am glad that happened. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's get the phones rolling here with Eddie in Boynton. Eddie, you're on Ken LeVica Live. Hello, Eddie. Hey, Ken. How you doing, brother? Good, brother. Hey, good, good. Uh, I'm going to have to say it depends, man, because with Green Bay, uh, it's a $200 million deal, but $153 million is guaranteed money. So now they have flexibility to, you know, shore up sure. a couple of positions there in the defense and stuff like that. They're going to put Devontae Adams on the franchise tag, so he's around for another year. Now, four years from now, I think it's still going to be Green Bay. Denver, they got a gauntlet of teams on that division. That division. They got the Chargers, they got Kansas City, and they got the Raiders. Um, could you say that they're going to be the second best team in that division? Even the third best? Maybe even the worst. I mean, the Raiders were a playoff team last year. So, you know, four years from now, if the GM from, from Green Bay could do what he's supposed to do, they, you know, they got a cakewalk in the NFC, the NFC North. Yeah, I, I mean NFC North. They, the way they I look at it, it, the way I look at it, Eddie, and you're you're totally right, and appreciate the call. The gauntlet is there. We know that, and we acknowledge that that division is insane. It is arguably the greatest quarterback division that we've ever seen. Okay, the AFC as a whole is insane. But like I said, that moves the bar lower about what we determine as success. What the Broncos have done, getting to get going to get Russell Wilson, they have expedited a process of getting back into the mix in the AFC. If you're trying to go homegrown, if you're trying to go from draft to competitive in the AFC, there's no guarantee you're able to actually do that. The Bengals are an anomaly. And there were some questions after last year with the Burrow injury if that was even possible. What the Broncos have done, they were, oh, I don't know, starting their drive at their own 20. Okay, they were. They, it was a touchback, them trying to get into AFC contention. Now they're in the red zone. And they did it all in the snap of a finger. And, Matt, how lame was that football analogy, Jeanette? Just tell me how disgusting that was. It was pretty bad. Not your worst work, but <laughs> it was pretty but, bad. But, man, as, as I was saying it, I'm like, this is so corny. Well, I mean, this I, is so I, lame. I can help it out and give you, I mean, real. Oh, please, please outcorn me, oh, Stone. Yes, please. No, no. I'm, gonna, I'm not outcorning you. I'm going to save you. And I was going to, you know, give you the AFC odds to the, the, the odds to win. Uh, the here AFC. we go, Jeanette. He can't help but just read off Vegas odds. Dude, I'm going to compare it. So you said starting. Nerd. Start, <laughs> numbers nerd. Wow. Okay, go ahead. S- starting on the 20 is like being 10 to 1. Okay, well, I'll read off the odds first. Bills, 4 to 1. Chiefs, 4 to 1. Broncos, 6 to 1. Bengals and Ravens are both 10 to 1. So you talked about starting in plus territory, starting mm-hmm. in the red zone. That right there is proving that they're starting in the red zone. I liked your analogy, and I was oh. just pumping its tires. All right. I like that. That was I a really... weird analogy. They're the pumping thir- its tires. <laughs> the th- that was a weird analogy. <laughs> they're the third biggest favorite in the AFC yeah. to win the entire division. I think, yeah, is pumping tires the right saying there, Jeanette? I think it was probably testing the tires or no, your, uh, your analogy, giving it a spin. Your analogy was just a bike with flat tires rolling down the road. I was oh, like, hey, so Ken, you come here. The tires. Hey, Got Ken, it. come here. Boop, boop, and I, <laughs> now you're rolling. Good save, Stone, including your putting air in the tires sound effect. Boom, boom. <laughs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 1063. <laughs> Four years from now, who will be the happiest about what happened yesterday? Uh, and, and uh, again, I think it's the Broncos. 
I think the Broncos went for it. They have launched themselves into contention. Their bar is lower because you can't just assume you can run roughshod through that gauntlet, but they have put themselves at the level of the Chiefs, of the Bills, of the Bengals. They're right there now, and they did it in the snap of a finger, and, well, a bunch of draft picks, and, uh, well, uh, starting quarterback uh, in theory, and uh, you know what I mean, though. Like they've, they've been able to put themselves and been able to position themselves do you really think that we're going to go four years without offseason, am I staying or going drama with Aaron Rodgers? Just your intuition. And, Jeanette, when it comes to making life decisions, sometimes I question your intuition. But when it comes to things that we talk about on the radio, I value it. Does your, your sports intuition feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to go four years where we're not talking about retirement in any offseason. Not only the sports intuition, but the petty, but the drama, but the telenovela intuition. <laughs> All say yes, absolutely. Yeah, like that, that, that has to happen, right? There, and we'll, we can discuss Rogers. this later, but there's, to me, Stone, I want you to make up, this will be our, our bright line, fine line. Our bright line, fine line. You put odds on whether or not Aaron Rodgers will last all four years of his extension. What are your Stone Lebanowitz Vegas, fake Vegas odds? I don't want to get sued. Your fake Vegas odds, your bright line, fine line about whether or not Aaron Rodgers stays all four years with the Packers. It's a really good question, but I feel like I do have it locked on. I would say it's probably an even line. You're winning what you bet. I think it, it literally is 50-50. It's a coin flip, and those are going to be your odds there because, realistically, I do agree with the fact that it's probably a coin flip. You know, Jeanette, I like to take angles on things, mm-hmm. right? And I like to make mm-hmm. forceful statements, and yes. I like to put things out there that maybe people get react to, uh, will, will react to and yep. elicit a reaction. Uh, do you think that a hypothetical 50-50 on that question is going to elicit any sort of reaction from <laughs> Absolutely anybody? Absolutely not. I was so yeah. safe and kind of disappointing stuff. Yeah. Vegas is supposed to be spot on and sharp. I was being sharp there. You know what you should have done is said, oh, it's like three to one odds that he's not going to make it all four years, and he sucks. Like that. <laughs> now stone. we're talking. Now, now we're, we're talking. talking. Right. Uh, we just got to ease Stone into this whole thing because that oh. honestly was like mattress soft. That was mattress soft. I mean, 50 50. I, I hear what you're saying, but I apologize for giving you the um, accurate answer. By the way, mattress oh, now he's defensive. Uh, I love you, Stone. Mattress soft as an analogy. Y'all are putting up some really weird analogies. I'm going to call you out both on every single one of them. That was mattress soft. I've never heard of it. Don't know how I feel about it, but I think you could do better, Kay. Well, no, because I don't want to go. Everyone goes with pillow soft. I thought so. Uh, uh, quick story about a mattress. So when I was <laughs> when I was still living in West Palm, and I was still living uh, with uh, with JMP and. Uh, with uh, Jason Pugh, our former teammate here at ESPN West Palm, I went and decided I was going to splurge on a mattress. I still had my mattress from where I was growing up in Chicago, and I had hauled it down to Florida, but I wanted something a little softer. I wanted to treat myself a little bit, so I went and bought a king-size mattress. That was my first king-size mattress purchase, and I bought the mattress. I'm like, oh, this is super soft. This feels great, but it was so soft that I was starting to get like back problems. Like, I had never experienced that before. What? It was so soft and and it sunk in so much that it was legitimately bending me backwards when I was sleeping. Like, I was developing scoliosis from this thing. <laughs> it was... 
It was so weird. Like, for a after six months, I finally just had to tap out. I'm like, this thing's folding me like a taco. I don't know what to do, and this can't <laughs> be good for my spine. So there is such a thing, if you were wondering, as a mattress that is too soft. Four years from now, who's going to be happiest about what took place yesterday in the NFL? You had Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos. Aaron Rodgers, four-year extension with the Packers. Four years from now in football, who's going to be happiest about what took place yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Again, the number, 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This, without a doubt, uh, after just a couple of years, you'll look back and say, oh, yeah, that was a good decision. I'm glad I did that. It is happiness because it's your path to the sports industry. You go in wanting to learn about the sports industry, wanting to get an MBA, something that can put you over the top, that can lead to bigger and better things, and you leave the FAU MBA Sport Management Program with all of that. It, MBA and sport management at Florida Atlantic employers look at that in the sports industry and they say, well, I mean, they're starting from ahead. Uh, they, they have an edge. And isn't that all what it's about is getting an edge, trying to find your way in? That's how you get into the sports industry. Dr. Jim Reardon, he has made sure of that. Internationally renowned, number 19 in the world, according to Sport Business. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. When we return heartbreak in Seattle. Plus, Jeanette, she got back from San Diego where I'm pretty sure she was drunk the entire time. We'll hear about it if she remembers. She's Jeanette Javier, our Dominican queen. It's a Wednesday. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 1063. It was not surprising in the slightest. I was sitting at the airport yesterday getting ready to come out here to Dallas uh, for the Conference USA Basketball Tournament, and so it's all Russell Wilson all the time. That is all that's on my Twitter timeline, all anybody's reacting to. Adam Schefter called it uh, a, a blockbuster deal. Uh, Russell Wilson of the Broncos. So guess who had to jump in on Twitter to make sure that he smarmily told his side of the story because he was no longer the center of attention yesterday? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Listen to this tweet. I'm going to read it to you as I imagine Aaron Rodgers, uh, the tone he was using when he uh, tweeted it. And a reminder, Aaron Rodgers was the story for, what, about three hours yesterday or so? And then the Russell Wilson trade happened? So here's the Aaron Rodgers tweet. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I signed. In quotes, I'm very excited to be back. Hashtag year 18 heart. Did that sound pretty accurate? The tone mm -hmm. in which Aaron Rodgers tweeted that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And I'm curious to see if Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, because he reported the terms $200 million, 153 guaranteed, if those are actually wrong. Because we know Aaron Rodgers and definitions of things for him are different than the actual definitions of things. Like, yeah, I'm immunized. Uh, 
No, you're not. Wrong. The terms of my contract aren't accurate. Oh, $153 million guaranteed. It actually is accurate. So I, I'm just, for me, like I appreciate Aaron Rodgers speaking for himself, but knowing uh, about uh, him and his own research, I'm just going to go with Ian Rappaport on, uh, on this one. Ken Levick Alive is presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. All right, so Jeanette, since yesterday was uh, International Women's Day and you weren't on yesterday, I did want to celebrate it with you today, and I wanted to give you some options. You can help dictate the show today. Okay. okay. So let me ask you, do you want to, A... Talk about your most dramatic, uh, your most traumatic athlete departure in your childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, B. Do you want to hear Chris Russo fall off of a chair on first take? Or C. Do you want to hear Stone Cold Steve Austin announce that he's going to WrestleMania? What a bunch of fantastic options! Thank you very much. But I think I'm going to go with B. Chris B. Russo falling off a chair. This happened today on first take. Mad Dog Chris Russo, Stephen A. Smith, Wednesdays, the Wednesdays that we salivate for here on Ken LeVick Alive because it's the best damn TV day of the week. First take with Stephen A. and Chris Russo cannot be beaten. Chris Russo, though, had some problems with his chair while he was trying to make a point. This is what it sounded like on ESPN. You are making it. Whoops, I'm a fool. You are making it. Wait, wait, wait. Let me help you. No, I get on the chair. You're, you're, you're driving me crazy here. The Rodgers, he, he doesn't deserve any blame. What's the matter with that chair? Give me that pad. Oh, my God. Hey, you're, you're telling me you're telling me that Rodgers does not deserve any blame? That's ridiculous. I didn't say he doesn't deserve Let's hear that one more time, just for posterity's sake, because there's nothing better than what the matter with us, Joe? You are making it. Whoops, I'm a fool. You are making. Wait, wait, wait. Let me help you. I'm in. No, I get on the chair. You're, you're, you're driving me crazy here. The Rodgers, he he doesn't deserve any blame. What's the matter with us, Give me that pad. Oh my God. Hey, you're, you're telling me, you're telling me that Rodgers does not deserve any blame? That's ridiculous. I didn't say he doesn't. He can't, oh, he can't even hold it together. He can't at the even. because no, Stephen A's laughing at him. He's laughing. Molly Karam has to has to jump over and try and assist Russo into getting into his chair. Someone tell me that's not the best the best television all week. First take with those two dopes. I absolutely love it. Um, so I was thinking about this yesterday when Russell Wilson got traded. There, and I don't mean to bring this show down, but there are probably countless kids that probably went to bed in the Seattle area in tears last night, right? Mm-hmm. Wearing um, their jersey. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, think about it, Jeanette. You've got a guy who was the face of Seattle sports, and he checked all the boxes, too. Uh, clean cut, uh, young, exciting, great personality, the celebrity spouse, Family man, all of those things. He represented Seattle well. He certainly was an icon for an entire generation of football fans in Seattle. He marked the true ascension of that franchise and brought them their first championship. Uh, If you're a parent in Seattle, that's a tough night for you, right? Because your kid is really upset. Yeah, no, and I, it's those kids will definitely remember that moment. Yeah. Because I have a moment when I was younger that I vividly remember that my dad spoke to me about being an Orlando Magic fan at six years old. So, and that's the thing. Like, we all remember 
our our most traumatic childhood athlete departure, right? Like the mm-hmm. one that really, really stuck with you. And for me, I thought for all time, Michael Jordan's retirement was going to be that. And it turned out not to be. Like I thought it was going to be that. And <laughs> he came back. Yeah. So I got a reprieve mm-hmm. on that entire thing. Um, but I honestly, this is going to be an unconventional one. But Walter Payton, not when he retired, but he had a very notable press conference where he announced that he was dying of cancer. And it was on all of the Chicago stations. And he's crying and tearful. He didn't even look like Walter Payton anymore. Jaundiced eyes. Uh, just completely bone thin. That stuck with me. That, for me, was a traumatic loss in my childhood. Because you see that, and I was still fairly young. You know he's dying. Like, Walter Payton, he's a mortal, right? Mm-hmm. But he, there he was, vulnerable, ill, and dying. And that that certainly stands out to me. And I, I think that athlete departure, traumatic athlete departure, can be any of those things. Someone you grew up loving passing or someone being traded, someone leaving in free agency, uh, someone retiring. Everybody remembers that one athlete that had such a vast impression on them, and they're not there any longer for me it's it's the end of 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 walter payton so what about you jeanette six-year-old jeanette javier what still sticks with you when shaquille o'neal left the orlando magic to go to the lakers that put the city on its feet Mm. i remember the conversation around the city because i was i would watch the games with my dad of course yeah and uh my dad was like well Shaq's not on the team anymore and i remember i was like what do you mean what happened And he says, no, he just, and, and he explained to me basketball, basketball terms. And that's when I first really started getting into the game. Yeah. Um, but he was like, he's not on the team because he decided to go somewhere else for a lot of money, but we won't see him anymore. And so you, wow. So um, it, Penny sticking around didn't do a whole lot for six-year-old Jeanette. Like Shaq no, was the. Because both names were <laughs> synonymous together. Shaq and Penny. It was Absolutely. Shaq and Penny. It was, Absolutely. It was one or the other. No, it was not. It was both combined, not one or the other. Me seeing Walter Payton, the mortal, for the first time, that was my most traumatic athlete departure. I think it, it, it fits because it wasn't long after that he, he passed. And for Jeanette, it's, it's, it's Shaquille O'Neal, the face, still someone synonymous with Orlando sports, maybe the most notable with Orlando sports, with that franchise being traded to the Lakers. What's your most traumatic athlete departure? Because Russell Wilson leaving Seattle, there is an entire region especially of young people today that are having a hard time coming to grips with the fact that their hero is headed to Denver. What was your most traumatic athlete departure of your childhood? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter at KLV1063. Uh, Stone's weird, Jeanette, because Stone is more of like an athlete guy. He's not necessarily a hardcore team sports fan he's an athlete guy so his athletes never really go anywhere they just switch from team to team and he just follows up on them did you have uh, an athlete stone for uh, that that you loved with a specific team or a team that maybe you casually follow where it, it hurt you when that athlete left yeah you pegged me you, you already pegged me what? because my answer is weird uh-huh. And I, I want you to talk about it more than I know because I wasn't even alive when it happened. Well, actually, I was one. But I watched this Football Life documentary 
when I was probably in middle school, but it was Barry Sanders retiring after 10 seasons being 1,500 yards shy of the NFL rushing record. Like, like that always spoke to me, and I still think about it all the time. When I would, In today's league, everyone's so self-centered. Everyone's so worried about records and rings and all this stuff, and it, it just sticks out to me when I see guys like Aaron Rodgers that we had a guy like Barry Sanders who was arguably the best running yeah. back in the NFL just call it quits, and he legitimately has no regrets. Like, yeah. I wasn't around for it, but it does stick out to me because he's he just like a different animal. Like, it was a different scenario, I guess. He was different. He was made of a slinky. I, I, I just, I mean, I, I saw him beat the all-living hell out of the Bears an awful lot when I was a kid. And so, you know, I was too young to fully appreciate Barry Sanders other than the fact that I knew that he was the best. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a surprise when he retired, but he did an awful lot for that team and took an awful lot of punishment without an awful lot of winning. And so ultimately, I don't think that it was as it's disappointing because an all-time great left with still a whole lot left in the tank, but looking back, it's it makes sense, right? Cuz the Lions weren't really going anywhere and Barry Sanders was getting the old living hell beaten out of him and he made a wise life decision, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You kind of you kind of said, you know, everything that I, I was looking for. But because- man, was he electric. I mean, I remember specifically, and I can't remember what year it was, and this is where I get into old man Jeanette. Like, no, I, I just oh, back in my day. I know what play. Go. Here I we think, go. I think I know what play you're talking about. Well, there's a play in, at Soldier Field in Chicago where he runs to the right, and he jukes left. He heads towards the numbers on the far side. He gets wrapped up by the ankle, and then three other bears come in. So there's four bears around him. You can't even see Barry Sanders, and all of a sudden, he just spins out of those four tacklers and walks into the end zone for a touchdown and it's still to this day uh one of the damnedest things i've ever seen because you could tell what was about to happen and it still blew you away he was just elite just the best and honestly i don't know if there's been a running back like him since with the uh, the elastic hips and the ability to make guys miss to the extent in which he did. He would have obliterated the NFL rushing record because he still had good years left in him. Uh, But for Detroit people, that's traumatic, absolutely. But today in Seattle, it's a rough day. Most traumatic athlete departure of your childhood because there's a lot of kids in Seattle going through that today. 888-760-3776, 3776. Jeanette going with six year old Jeanette going with Shaq being traded from the Magic to the Lakers. That is definitely a good one. Uh, Skyler is in Texas. Skyler is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Skyler. Hey, y'all. For me, I mean, I'm in Texas now, but I grew up in the St. Louis area. So 12 year old Skyler was very disappointed to see Albert Pujols depart, mm-hmm. um, especially coming off World Series in 2011, leaves right after. Um, it's really when, I mean, even as a 12, almost 13, I realized just how much of a business the sports world was then. And, in, I mean, it was all about the money at that point. And, Skyler, so, yeah, here's that, the tough for me, part. that was the biggest. Here's the tough part about an athlete leaving in free agency when uh, you're a kid, too, is that it's not like Pujols leaving was a surprise because there was talk about his impending free agency for a year leading up to that. But then there's the hope, oh, maybe he'll stay. Maybe there's a chance that the Cardinals can keep him and inevitably just goes for a massive amount of money. And especially to a team like the Angels, you're just like, oh, God. But then the Cardinals pay you back because you still won a championship without Albert Pujols. Exactly, and I mean, 
it sucked, but I mean, there are rumors coming back that he's going to maybe take that little for- farewell tour. Sorry, <laughs> look farewell at, tour here. I love, I get love, the uh, back on. Look at adult Skyler, like, oh, giddy over Albert Pujols potentially uh, doing uh, doing the, the the Cardinals return. I love it, Skyler. Appreciate the call, uh, it, but it, it's it's tough. I remember, I mean, Jeanette, Michael Jordan retiring the day he retired because that really sort of that old kind of came together in like three days so it was super quick it went from bulls win the championship and oh we're getting ready for training camp to oh my god michael jordan's retiring and then he retired the day after game one of the alcs with the white Sox and blue jays so for me white Sox fan i that was it was my first time ever seeing the white Sox in the playoffs so i'm totally like focused on that nine-year-old me and then all of a sudden michael jordan leaves and it spoiled the entire thing like i was legit angry i was upset i was not even like tears it was like fury mm-hmm. over what michael jordan did because i thought it was super selfish and he took all the headlines away from the white Sox too like this is just how old sports me thought it's okay. I mean, it's validated. You go through a lot of motions when you arguably the greatest player of all time. Basketball leaves like that. And it's your team, so you can absolutely absolutely be upset about it. Yeah. I remember I was angry, too, when Shaq left the Orlando Magic because I knew the team would be different. It would look different. Having Penny is great, but it just wasn't the same. So yeah. the fact that, you know, like I would watch the games and I'd say, yeah, this team isn't good anymore. And then you'd kind of where are you going to put those emotions? Oh, you're going to put the emotions at the person who left. Yeah. And again, you're a kid, so you don't know how to – it's not like you have any other priorities. No. Right, like that. No. That's that's your priority. That is what you look forward to. Uh, Mark Sheffield tweets: uh, Bo Jackson and his bad hip was my most traumatic childhood departure when he broke his hip with the Raiders and then uh, no longer played for the Royals anymore. Mark's a Royals fan. Uh, went to the White Sox, played DH, but yeah, uh, Bo Jackson circumstances out of his control. Speaking stone of someone who had everything derailed way too early, like. Your point with Barry Sanders, uh, Bo Jackson is absolutely in that discussion as well. Uh, wow. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, again, we're taking your calls on the most traumatic athlete departure of your childhood. Of course, Russell Wilson leaving Seattle for Denver. Uh, that is going to uh, that's going to elicit tears, no doubt, in the Pacific Northwest for uh, for at least a couple of days. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Seven seven six and tweeted us at KLV1063. Reminder that Jeanette's sports movie Spectacular will be later on today. It's Blue Chips. We're going Blue Chips. Speaking of Shaq uh, with uh, Jeanette's next movie review. And Penny. That's exactly right. Uh, And we continue to take your calls when we return. I'm on the road. Bright line on the move. I am at the Star in Frisco, Texas. It's the Dallas Cowboys practice facility, but I'm here for college basketball. Who knew? She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash sport. Wednesday means that Jeanette Javier is in. She's our Dominican queen. We missed her last week. We're glad she's back. I'm Ken Levicka, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Jeanette, have I have I brought down the overall vibe of the show, having people relive 
their their worst childhood moments? No, I think you're giving them the opportunity to get over the trauma, to okay. hash it out, you know? It's an opportunity. This is the, the counseling they never got that exactly. they, they needed. Okay, good. We're doing a service. That makes me feel better. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We're talking about the most traumatic athlete departure of your childhood because Russell Wilson going from Seattle to Denver, that is uh, not a, a, good, a good feeling, I'm sure, for young people in Seattle, but we all have that. We all can relate to that because we've been there, done that. Mine is the, the tail end not only of the career but of the, the life of Walter Payton because it was played out in a very public way in Chicago when I was growing up. Uh, Jeanette, six-year-old Jeanette, I can imagine her with her little tiny magic jersey on. Mm-hmm. Shaq being traded from Orlando to the Lakers. And then Stone, he wasn't alive for his, uh, but he saw Barry Sanders... <laughs> On television. What are you laughing at? He was one year old. He was one year old. (laughs) He was one year old. Yes, one year old drooling all over the place, probably still doing tummy time. But, yes, it was Barry Sanders because even young one-year-old Stone could appreciate the greatness of Barry Sanders. One years old watching him dice up your Chicago Bears. That's That's right. That's right. The football meatball started young with Stone (laughs) LeBanowitz. Al is in Boynton. Al, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hi, Al. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, buddy. For mine, it has to be the one and only the great one, Wayne Gretzky, leaving Edmonton Oilers to go into the Kings. That was yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Al, which iteration. So it was definitely the one where I think it probably would uh, would hurt the most. That's leaving Edmonton. Oh my God! Yes, that was my childhood. I grew up in Philadelphia, and being an Edmonton fan was not very popular. But to me, he I idolized that man. And then he went to a place where all of a sudden he got all glammed up and it was uh, the bright lights of Los Angeles and he was marketed there like a, uh, like a Hollywood celebrity, which I'm sure, you know, Edmonton, we're talking about some, some super blue-collar people. That probably rubbed you the wrong way too, just inherently. Absolutely. Just as a pure hockey fan, yeah, uh, I was like, good and glamour, but I was just like, he was just such the great one, you know, nine years old called the great one. So that's all that tells you everything about. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you, Al. Appreciate that. And again, I say it a lot of times, you know, that's why I love Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, Mm -hmm. because it's not everywhere that you're getting an Edmonton Oilers call. (laughs) Chris, also in Boynton. Chris is on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Chris. Hey, Ken. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, buddy. Okay, so I got I can't choose. I got two traumatic um, guys that uh, took off out of my life. Okay, one is Thurman Munson. Okay, the plane crash. And the, and the other that's right. And the other one is Pelly Lindbergh. Pelly Lindbergh. So explain that one if you could. Pelly Lindbergh was a goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. He was a young young goalie just uh, on the scene for a couple years. And he ended up crashing his Porsche into a brick wall doing about 90. Oh, at I the age remember. Of, uh, 22. Yeah. Maybe he was 22, 23. I and remember. And so that. funny, the caller, bef- the, fo- the caller before me, he lives in Philadelphia, but an Edmonton fan. And I was from New York, and I was a Flyers fan. <laughs> and that, that tore me up. Yeah, because he had just he had, he had won a Stanley Cup. He had just won a Stanley Cup when he died, right? No, they had it. They hadn't won the Stanley Cup, but they were the, like the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. This was like in the late eighties. Got it. Got it. Flyers, yeah, won, the, Flyers yeah. won the Stanley Cup in seventy three and seventy four. 
Got it. Got it. Appreciate the call. Uh, man, that one, uh, that one we, we go a plane crash and a Porsche crash. How about that, Jeanette? Again, they need to talk about it. We are here for people's services today. You did say traumatic. Yeah, man, did we take that to a new level? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, uh, I think we're done talking about death, but we'll see. You never know. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.